Hello. Hello, everybody. Let us know if you can hear us. Yes, um, all, all systems are go. make sure that you were audible. <laughs> on my spaceship mainframe, all systems are go, so we should be correct. Well, welcome back, guys, to episode fucking 30 of Mr. the Machine. Th- flirty and thriving. <laughs> I forced you to watch that movie the other day, didn't you? You did, why? Because you were feeling blues yeah, about I like, was turning feeling, 30, even I though was, you, yeah. you're, you're not for like a, a little while still. I was I don't know I was more I wasn't necessarily feeling blues I was just feeling nostalgic um I have crossed the threshold <laughs> I have lo- left my 20s behind me and moving into a new era of Jake <laughs> Is that how it feels Yeah massively Do you feel like, like a big cha- a big change a big transition Yeah there's like a lot of like career changes happening for mm-hmm, me at the moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh you know it's put like a very definitive end to the period of my life of of my 20s and so I'm kind of it's if I've never been in this situation before where it's at the end of the year it's on a high like a milestone birthday and um all of these huge changes are happening. At the yeah. Same time. So it just feel very, yeah. it feels very cosmic. Yeah. And like significant. <laughs> yeah. And now we're doing the 30th episode this week as well. It's all just it's like, it's all like a synchronicity. It's that's all, all like, like a together. massive synchronicity. Yeah. And like, you know, three is the magic number as they yeah. say. So I feel like there's something, something special is going to be going on. I also don't feel bad. It's not that I feel bad about the fact that I'm just, like, I'm happy. Like I fucking, got a book deal before 30 that's like a huge deal and i've had so many like incredible experiences leading up to it. i guess it's just like the idea of entering a stage of life where there's like more onus of responsibility on you that's what i find scarier you make as much responsibility that's what they say that's what they say but i think everyone kind of gets blindsided at some point by nah, something you take on as much as you can isn't it? <laughs> otherwise like you'll, you'll mishandle all the stuff that you can't control mm. and it'll all go to shit so True. you just try to fucking be responsible and not overreach <laughs> if it's possible yeah <laughs> if it's and possible. i think like you know I, i'm not a particularly super super duper ambitious dude but i'd like to like you know still still have a nice trajectory in my 30s i think that you're pretty set i think you're gonna be good <laughs> i think weird. you're gonna be good <laughs> i um I, I played like a, a husband and wife couple at a pokemon tournament this weekend and uh when she said that when she turned 30 that um she changed career oh wow so you know it happens and you know joey diaz was a criminal in his 20s and then like became a stand-up comedian and an actor. <laughs> so you never know what's gonna happen right I don't think you're going to veer too far away from what you've, like, already been doing. But, like, I think it's, like... You don't think these glasses are, like, the start of my Andrew Dice Clay persona? <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I definitely do. I, do. I definitely don't. But I think, I think more so, like, it's, like, we've been doing a lot of the same things since, like, we were in our early 20s in terms of, like, our careers. And it seems like a bunch of new things have come in for us and like new opportunities right before we're about to turn 30. So it's like the, it's like this weird, like it's this weird transformation, like in a way that's positive and exciting, but also like scary. Cause we're becoming different people. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, weird. but then at, at, at synchro- synchronicity again, yeah. like 
I feel like even a lot of people, I feel like, are saying this just in different conversations between different topics and stuff, but the world is sort of moving faster mm. and changing faster and feels like it's on this precipice of this next, like, industrial revolution type moment. Mm. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm, between mm -hmm. either like you know alliances, geopolitics, wars, all those kinds of things, which always reshape the world, mm -hmm. or AI that like you know could come across and fucking um, totally change the economy and like the way people work and mm -hmm, all sorts of mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. to fucking UFOs and like secret <laughs> occult knowledge that we all have been like lied to for fucking millennia about. So it, the world could go in like. Again, three different ways, right? And we're also like 30 at the same time. Exactly. Three. three. The mystery of three, guys. Three. The mystery of three. <laughs> I know uh, Jung said the circle is uh, the, the, the symbol of the UFO. Yeah. But another common one is the triangle, right? Mm-hmm. Three. Three-sided. Yeah, true. True, true, true. <laughs> three is also as closely associated with the self or the... Uh, the like the the self archetype or whatever so yeah like it yeah it's it's been a weird time with lots of synchronicities or maybe we're just going schizo like who knows <laughs> or maybe both <laughs> um i didn't do well by the way at the pokemon tournament yeah you, I, you suffered quite a few l's i got three losses in out of six games i got three losses in a row i text you halfway through just like i'm having a fucking night i was like why like, are you texting me like why i needed some commissary i needed i needed to talk i was to like someone. i don't fucking care leave me alone like, like, Dude, this is not panning out this is like not going well but then i pulled it back with a couple wins and a draw at the end so Look, it wasn't all a, all a loss but uh fucking hell let's was, see who's in the chat Hello, J. George. He says, happy belated birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Greetings to Knack for that as well. And congratulations, Angie, he says. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. I am now, next year is going to be pretty much dedicated to like seriously carving out the book, um, which I'm very excited about, but also intimidated by. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that I'm turning 30 with this big challenge ahead of me. I think that I think big that, opportunity yeah big opportunity yes but i'm trying to think of i'm trying to be a stoic about it if you know what i mean like not get too caught up in the excitement and like look at it practically in this sort of very blue collar approach i guess <laughs> I, whatever helps you get when it done, i talk mate. to you when i talk to you about it though you were like i would just get a bottle of wine and go sit somewhere and write until i finished drinking the bottle of wine yeah i'd find a place, <laughs> I was like why are I'd, you trying to encourage alcoholism i'd find a nice Jesus place Christ. that serves small a good cheap small plate that i liked and i'd buy a bottle of wine and i would sit there and write and eat and <laughs> and, and drink that tapas place around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Just get a plate of like garlic prawns. Yeah. And like some white wine. Bang. Or like a whole bottle of white wine. Bang. And just sit there and fucking <laughs> You know? It's not a bad life, dude. You're like you're you have to mix it with hedonism or whatever, whereas I feel like you have to suffer. Like it's not real writing unless you're like in a slightly like uncomfortably cold library. No, you have to like I feel like it's I don't know. Maybe I think about I think about it in in terms of uh of a music producer right so it's all about <laughs> being a goblin in a basement no not at all like <laughs> that is conducive for a certain way of people work and whatever mm -hmm. but a lot of the way like it's a very it's a rick rubin thing right mm. like you're trying to find what makes someone give the best performance mm -hmm. because at the end of the day that's like the art of the thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so 
for it's like for me when I'm I'm trying to compose or I'm trying to produce music or something, I make myself as comfortable as possible as I, as I possibly can in my settings, so that I'm completely I'm not thinking about how cold I am or how I need to move because my butt's uncomfortable. I think or, it depends on your temperament. You know, I think if you're somebody, who... my mind can just completely zone and focus in on exactly the thing that I'm like trying to do, and it's not like worried about external peripherals at all. No, I think it depends on your temperament. Like for me, if I get too comfortable, I will not work. I need to be uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm like what, a. You'll just nap. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a cozy girl. I'm like a. I have the temperament of a house cat. I'm cozy. Mm. I like to take naps. Um, I'm randomly capricious. Uh, well, I I, all I'm, of the things. I'm comfortable, but I'm not lying in bed, mm. right? Mm. So I'm like, I'm still sat up. But I'm even if like, even even just then, like, I feel like I need to be a little bit cold to be alert. I need to like be upright. I need to be somewhere that I associate with work. Otherwise, no, I just don't feel. I got to have nothing bothering me. I got to have maybe like. You know, it's nice to have like a little bit of booze or a little, a little wine or something just to kind of eat. Jake's like, I got to lubricate. I got to have to lubricate the mind. Lubricate, lubricate the, the self-critic the soul. is more what it is. You I think feel like so? more than anything, especially when you're trying my, to do creative mm. stuff. But this, like, I th- feel like this is how writers develop alcoholism because I just kind of cope with my self-critic by just letting it do its thing and like taking the hits from it and trying to do whatever I can anyway. But then if I like, you know, discovered a special mixture of alcohol that silenced my fucking inner critic, I think I would become a full blown alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would, which is why I don't want to go down that path. It's not to fully, it's not to, it's like, you can't, it's not black or white, you know, but it's like a lot of the time if you're like, maybe that's a muscle that you can train especially well as well. Right. It's Mm. sort of like, when you come up with an idea, your kind of immediate reaction most of the time, probably if you're a normal person, is, oh, that's not very good. Or, yeah, of course, most know. of the time, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. takes, like, like someone like Bob Ross. Like Dutch Courage, is no, you yeah, saying? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like saying? For, for, for some people, but then for some, like, someone like Bob Ross doesn't need any of that. Mm. His whole fucking nature mm. just, uh, like, totally, uh, you know radiates that fucking energy mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so he's just mm-hmm. like hey don't worry about it guy mm-hmm. it's all about little happy mm-hmm. accidents like that's his <laughs> whole fucking shtick mm-hmm. so if yeah you if, can be a bob ross but not everybody's as mellow and no, chilled as no, fuck no. out as bob not ross. everyone's inner critic is as good like mine is pretty no. brutal as well and so if you if like you know a little a little, a little joint a little uh, a little whiskey or something just to help start <laughs> the session and get going with something a lot and you know what it is a lot of the time I'll even, i literally i'll roll a whole fat joint and i'll just spark it and have like two tokens and i'll get started on something and then they're like two hours will go past mm. and i haven't even realized and then oh yeah fuck i got a whole joint and then you like sit back listen to everything you've done smoke a little bit carry on like i feel like i've got a good little method of working <laughs> I feel like i'm I've still fig- i don't know i'm still working. figuring out my process i have a process with short form writing but then this is the big this will be the biggest project i've ever undertaken in my life so I, I'm I'll be working out the process as I go along. Yeah. But I feel like the first step in the first step in that is like um was finding somewhere to work that is like so I don't turn into Jack Nicholson in The Shining basically. Well, as as we <laughs> as, as we both venture into new. Well, no, no, no. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you venture into new stuff, speaking oh, okay. of books, um, book club, we got to announce announce the winner. 
Okay. Um, so let's talk. Let's uh, well, let's talk about what was on the list first. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's pull up what was on the list first. Uh, um, so we fir- the first book is um, the Epic of Gilgamesh, I believe, and then we had the Secret History by Donna Tartt. Um, we then had uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. We also have Two Thousand and One: A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. Radio Free Album Earth by Philip K. Dick and American Cosmic by I can't see what uh, it says. D. W. Pasolka. Yeah, yeah. Um, your name's Danica. Uh, oh, is it like yeah. like Danica? Danica. Different Danica. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What was I saying? Um, yeah. So these are these are the books that were on the list for our book club, which is one of my favorite things. We do it in our Patreon Discord. We meet in the group chat. We basically it's it's exclusively audiobooks to make it easy for everyone, so it's not like a huge time commitment or too much time out of everyone's schedule. Yeah, this this time we've made it audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also specifically, but basically what we do is we one week we write we we basically outline the chapters that we're going to read or chapter, and then we meet every Sunday in the voice chat of the Discord and discuss and. They're some of the most wonderful discussions. We have a lot of really interesting people. Book Club is one of the gems of this whole like operation. Um, and there's still time to join if you want to, because our first session won't be till next Sunday. Yeah. Um, and uh, to remind you, our, the podcast will also be shifting to Monday from next week as well because of Book Club. Um, but without further ado, to announce the winner... You guys selected the Tibetan Book of the Dead, um, which I'm really, really pleased about because it's an, another underworld journey, which seems to be kind of a motif with our book clubs. Mm-hmm. Red Book was that, um, you know, I think the Tao Te Ching also kind of explores some underworld motifs in a way. Other world motifs, I guess. Um but yeah, either way, we it would be it, it's also a great follow up from the red book because it's an un, it's an underworld journey. It's a journey into the depths, and it's also one of humanity's most like you know ancient sacred texts. And when else are you going to read it? Um, if you want to join us, it's great to read this sort of thing with other people and to get like insights. And yeah, you get to say that I've read the Tibetan Book of the Dead and you know understood the concepts within it. So. Yeah, join us if you if you're still able. It should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm really really excited for this one. So yeah, that's the winner. And yeah, next week Sunday we will be meeting. All announcements will be made in the Discord. And to get access to that, you do that through joining our Patreon. Um. Anyway, moving on into the episode now. Well, moving on into an ever changing, crazy fucking world. That was uh, <laughs> kind of a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the theme of this episode. Um, so gonna gonna watch this little advert from a company called Coinbase, which I believe Coinbase are a um, cryptocurrency exchange, which is which sort of acts like a cryptocurrency bank in some way, but they don't like banks, so they're not a bank. Ah, okay. But they're a cryptocurrency exchange. Exchange. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is like a little bit of like the vision or of of the future that they've got. I guess let's have a little look. We are born into a system. A system. Yeah, creepy talking baby. <laughs> and waiting. You work hard, get good grades, go to college. I want to go to college. I got good grades. I overachieved. That's right, she did. Debt is 
good? Debt is so good. So much debt. I can totally save up and buy a house and start a family. I want a family. Oh. Starting a family means you need two or three jobs. You can't afford to buy. Oh. You can't afford to rent. The used cars cost as much as the new ones. Oh. Good debt is good. I was good. ahead of my class. Houses are too expensive. Grades go to system the numbers. Rent is freaking insane. Breaking news. Everything is terrible. Does it have to be this way? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put control back to the hands of the people. A system with less paperwork. No waiting. Permissionless. Just because you're born into a system doesn't mean you have to live with it. When you write, is what? So, how exactly is Coinbase proposing to fix the broken system with its like? propaganda piece that looks like because an a crypto, trailer of like an apple movie or crypto, apple fucking because cryptocurrency is new bro and it's like fucking not regulated by the old financial system and the old people don't control it that's so. the thing edward bernays would be really fucking proud of this shit in mm-hmm. terms of how it's able to tap into like millennial anxieties and like it looks like an apple tv show trailer it's like tapping into all the right things in order to basically Even be an effective piece of propaganda but then it doesn't actually tell you what its solutions are for the problem well, the, the description is the lazy generation the quiet quitters these cliches miss the point <laughs> despite what you may have heard about millennials and gen z they're the ones building new tools to achieve their own goals and update the system. Oh my goodness. Um, it sounds like they just ran a bunch of buzzwords through an AI, like things that they thought think will appeal to the grievances of like our demographic. Well, the, the energy of, of what this ad is talking about is not incorrect, mm. right? It's like talking about essentially like an inner frustration that we're all... Uh, definitely feeling just like the rich men of richmond fucking folk song did that everyone fucking jizzed in their pants over like edward edward bernays would be proud but all i'm fucking saying you would love this period of time that 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 energy of this is all broken this isn't working this doesn't work for normal people yeah we need a new thing yeah like in favor of but what's your conclusion what what are you proposing like that doesn't impress me to try and give you financial freedom outside of the current system hmm Basically. But what what annoys me about like the current moment is that anybody who can articulately, um, you know, sum up what's wrong, you know, automatically gets given moral and intellectual authority. No one really goes far enough to actually look at what are you fucking proposing? Mm-hmm. What's the fucking solution at the end of the fucking tunnel? Like what what is? I your... think it's wild that they're even like promoting that crypto shit still. If I'm honest, I think it's quite largely now taken as a resounding like joke. conclusion that yeah. it was a, like a total joke yeah. and a massive like grift from like nearly everybody that was involved with almost every single project to do with crypto but but i think as the economy gets worse people get more hopeless people get more desperate people are looking for more high risk high reward ventures exactly things that promise them the dream of an opportunity of a lifetime from mundanity yeah and the feeling of being trapped yeah because money is freedom in the world that we live in and that's why Um, i find that kind of pop that kind of propaganda so uh i guess abject 
because like it really does tap into those anxieties and those fears and those mm-hmm. um quite effectively so but what for for nothing for profit for the for purpose them. of so bullshit they, you buy some digital yeah. coins or some fucking monkey pictures yeah. or some milady pictures miladies or whatever the fuck some milady profile pictures same thing with like the rich men of richmond fucking bullshit like okay you articulated like people's anxieties but for to what end to tell people to vote for the fucking republicans or democrats great was it to do that though? yeah he was i think it turned out he was like being paid by some like republican super PAC or some shit was it though it was like some whole bernaysian psyop thing apparently <clears throat> okay well they've got they've got some more they've got some more weird clips for us to watch um trying to promote this fucking sh- cringe crypto shilly bullshit let's have a look looks like an Ari Aster movie that's mm-hmm. that's that's the vibe I'm looking for not Apple TV take out the loans get a job pay back the loans go to school take out the loans get a job pay down the interest on the loans start a side hustle just to break even the system worked for them now it's time to build a system that works for us Wow. How is Coinbase an update to the system, though? Is what I I really don't understand. Why? What are you trying to? What are you trying to sell me? Be beyond like trying to tap into my like latent anxieties. Well, this is uh, this is this is it. So this is literally it's just like a fucking exactly like it's just a fucking. And how is that going to how is that going to solve the housing crisis and all of the different anxieties that it's like sort of hinted at? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I'm like really confused. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm really confused. I need someone I'm, to fucking explain not, like how any of this is like relevant to the what... point that it requires such a cinematic, like pensive ad that looks like it's trying to start a revolution or whatever. L- let's see what it, let's see what it says. Take two minutes to learn more. Okay. Well, this the is Coney just me, like, 12 of It's like immediately of everything. Me to a bunch of like fucking trading regulations and shit. You know, like explore. So yeah, it's just somewhere where you buy crypto, dude. That's it. It's just somewhere where you buy crypto. Well, that's the whole sell. Is like that by, by getting involved in this, you'll be able to escape the sort of bond, the bondage and precarity of like modern life. Dogecoin people are still buying and selling Dogecoin. Yeah, it's dude, huge. Is it like 2020 still? <laughs> this feels so weird. Bitcoin Cash. I'm sure we have a lot of crypto enthusiasts as well in our... I don't really care. Do you think like, so? Or should we see what Bitcoin's doing these days? I want to see the big graph, dude. Where's the, <laughs> Where's the number? Graph? Does it yeah. go up or number, does it go down? The number better be going up. Otherwise, I'm not investing. Well, anyway, it doesn't It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think that the... I it's, think, it's just a fucking crypto exchange. Yeah. That's, it. It's, that's, that's it. It's not that they're doing anything crazy. World changing or, or revolutionary. Like, you should be using crypto because crypto is the new thing. And fuck old people. But then again... We're trying to get like all the these reason- young people hooked on this fucking stupid shit and to rinse them of their fucking money but that's the thing i think that that's like regardless of of its its falsehoods or whatever like that's the thing that's really being projected on crypto which is why i don't think it's going to go away i don't and that's the thing that annoys me about a lot of the content Mm -hmm. created around it is it's a lot of guys who are like oh look at these guys aren't they dumb aren't they gullible and it's like no one ever actually talks about the anxieties that are driving people exactly and also the fact that we are in this sort of high risk high reward culture where people want to 
you know pursue virality we don't need to make it or talk about it because they make an ad very eloquently explaining the exact <laughs> fear that they're tapping into, into to literally just like, like poking the, the wound it's like hello fellow millennial <laughs> right we've got one more we've got one more from coinbase oh my god get a job save a little take out a mortgage buy a house just pressing on all our pain points <laughs> take out a mortgage buy a house get a job save a little take out a mortgage buy a house get a job save a little apply for a mortgage get a second job get some roommates rent a house realize the only generation that's going to fix this is yours and start building how start building though like start building, building what houses houses for, your, for ourselves <laughs> Like that would what? be that would be like more productive <laughs> than than investing in cryptocurrencies, I believe. Like if we were given like if it was like oh if you're like under thirty five and you have a family, we'll give you like fucking an acre and uh, you know whatever. The no, fuck, you, get miladies, you get miladies. You get miladies instead. To, to, to build your house up. <laughs> it's like no, yeah, buy buy some miladies instead. <laughs> get get your bit bits so you can fucking come and. Come and waste them on the ladies. <laughs> Utterly ridiculous. It's crazy. It's just uh, crazy craziness to me. But that's just like, yeah, it's just more evidence of the world. And it's exactly that. It's that kind of like high risk, high reward kind of energy that kind of propels people to try and take like a risk or a gamble, which is essentially what it is. That's all like really stock trading is, right? Yeah. Is just like fancy gambling yeah but now that is like trickling down to the proles yeah like the, the the promise of being able to engage in that kind of exciting kinetic environment is like being promised to the proles through all of this stuff but that's why shows like netflix's squid game appeals exactly to that right yep, yep to yep, normal yep, yep, people yep, yep. that now can see this as like an opportunity in a way for them to get a life-changing amount of money mm -hmm. and so they'll participate in this thing opportunity and, of a um, lifetime Willy wonka is coming out that's another thing in the zeitgeist which is the yeah. exact same thing yeah yeah charlie's golden ticket exactly i, I think because tim the day that we were in chinatown mm -hmm. like the other day Timothy Chalamet was also there as well. Was he? Getting ushered around. Yeah, he was. For the Willy Wonka film I think he's promoting at the moment. Um, and I just think it's telling that he's Willy... He's not going to find any... If he's trying to look for Oompa Loompas in Chinatown, I feel like that's a bit racist. <laughs> Babe, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't be doing that. Jesus Christ. That's a bit fucking wrong, isn't it? <laughs> we'll tell that to Timothy. Someone should have a word with him. Someone, Someone should, should have a fucking word, get word right with, get, him, get in touch with his manager and say, like, <laughs> you need to put that young man in line. Going around oh my God. fucking... Oh, here we go. There we go. But yeah, he was in Chinatown the day we were there promoting Willy Wonka and... Um, um, that's like one of the major themes of Willy Wonka, right? Is that Charlie Bucket lives in abject poverty mm -hmm. with his um, four grandparents and his mum. Mm -hmm. The breadwinner father is missing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And it's like Grandpa Joe. Yeah, Grandpa Joe, who can walk. Because Only as soon as the golden motivation ticket comes, enough. he walks. I think it's pretty cruel of Grandpa Joe to sit around... While Charlie's mum does everything, and he's an able-bodied adult in the house, like he's I think that's real fucked up. And he, he was still buying; needed, he was buying tobacco. He needed the correct as well. motivation. And he he decided that he was gonna give his give up his tobacco money to buy Charlie a bar of chocolate for his birthday. And it's like, dude, you had like extra money laying around, family struggling. Like, what the fuck? I I think Grandpa Joe's pretty 
it's pretty shady if you ask me but anyway <laughs> anyway wonka aside netflix's squid game is like they've done a new reality tv show mm-hmm. where like it was like 456 people or something like this mm-hmm. all competed for four and a half million dollars essentially mm-hmm. but because it's like a reality show obviously with real people they they couldn't they couldn't like be as brutal as as proper squid games and there's no like people dying sh- actually like, dying the lights go off and everyone's just fucking hammering each other with fucking pillowcases and shit <laughs> yeah. it's just that that's just we not happening for. coliseum style brutality but it's and it's just it's kind of devolved the show into a lot of like catty feminine kind yeah. of challenges, challenges and behavior mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i really dislike where people that. vote each other out based on social dynamics yeah and i and identity identity is a huge thing in the new in this uh version of netflix netflix's squid games they literally get to there's there's one round sort of toward i'm not gonna i won't spoil too much for you but there's like one round kind of like towards the end ish or whatever where fucking they all realize that there's like only a third of them are women and that two-thirds are dudes there's like 30 people left or something and so all the women put pressure conspire together to make sure that all the women go through the next round and there's only like 20 people in the next round because representation is important yeah. it's like there were like there were gay what? guys going on about how gay representation mattered and then, th- bear in mind this is a challenge some, this is a challenge oh. of competence where there's like prize money at the end like a substantial amount of prize money at the end there was some girl who said she was deaf yeah she's she's like she she fucking can clearly like hear some amount and fucking because the guy caught and her out. And speak clearly like, as there was, well. There was the marble challenge, and she started trying to like put on this whole fucking story and crying about her being deaf or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the guy that she was doing it to also has hearing problems. He's yeah, not yeah, fully yeah. deaf yeah, yeah. or whatever, but yeah. he has hearing aids and shit. And then she started signing and doing all this stuff, and he just completely called her out on the first fucking second that it started coming out of her mouth, which I just, it put the biggest smile on her face. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? He's like, why are you trying to fucking emotionally blackmail me? What the fuck's wrong with you? Because we want to try and win Win this fucking prize million dollars. Like, this has nothing to do with who's more deaf or who's gonna do what with what. It's but that's the thing is, it's sort of a microcosm of American society in the sense that it's this zero. All the Americans, yeah, it was all the Americans, all the Americans, and then there were some foreigners like sort of scattered in there, but it was like mostly Americans. Oh, actually. It was the British ladies that were spearheading the the whammons. Yeah, uh, that doesn't collusion. surprise me. <laughs> it was the strong. I mean, we are the home of the suffragettes, so you know. It was the strong British whammons. There's something that were... sort of spicy about British women, you know. So it, does, it like, doesn't surprise not, me. Not, come on, girlies, let's not come take on, this. It's just like oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's like together. A lot, a lot of innocent fellas. But the, no, it was like it was a microcosm. Literally a woman's game of popularity and bullshit. Yeah, dude. But that's the thing is because all all the physical challenges were sort of removed because they didn't want to get sued they did get sued anyway which we're going to get to later um you know it, it devolved into this like weird feminine it reminded me of boarding school like when i was in boarding school and i was in an all-girls boarding house like all these weird toxic feminine dynamics where people are psychologically abusing and ostracizing each other and doing all kinds of crazy shit that was basically and then also trying to get leverage by doing strength mm-hmm. of weakness mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah it's it, that's the thing it, the reason i say it's a microcosm of american society is, is, that, is that it's still a zero-sum game it's still you only only the fucking one person gets the prize money at the end and everybody around you is competition mm-hmm. and a potential enemy however like you know we're gonna try and use identity as a way mm-hmm. to leverage power. Mm-hmm. We're going to like, you know, pretend to cooperate with each other and then stab each other in the back. Mm-hmm. All of these alliances are temporary and flimsy and really just kind of based on convenience of the moment. It's all it's it just kind of shows you how meaningless identity it's like a microcosm of how meaningless identity politics is so like even though it's trash tv i kind of recommend oh, I, like, I, I highly recommend watching I it i was completely hooked <laughs> I, I, basically, like, watched, I highly recommend it i watched one but episode. it was just so crazy to see these adults who lack to they lack emotional boundaries they're just total like psychic toddlers and they're also like sh- so greedy and ambitious and shameless at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, they're really victimized because everybody has to ha- tell their sob story, of course. And it's like, no, this is a competition. This is a game where people are competing to win a prize. I don't give a shit about your fucking sob story. But everybody, oh, my uncle. Oh, my auntie yeah. is in hospital. Oh, my gosh, my gender. Oh, my gosh, this and that. Oh, and it it's just ridiculous. like, oh, my God. But you're, you're all deep down shock bloodthirsty americans who want to shiv each other in the ribs to get ahead so why the fuck are you pretending to be fucking victim it's just so demonic <laughs> it's just so fucking demonic it like drove me insane like oh it just it was like a microcosm and of like was, twitter brain in a way like oh it ugh. was like always the fucking americans that were doing like snaky fucking shit yeah to people yeah them. dude like there was a fucking hell <clears throat> dude there's a bit like on you um, guys are fucking romans you're like fucking sentinels you're spartan fucking sociopaths like just admit it stop trying to pretend like you're you're victims of a like it's just so fucking annoying <laughs> like like there was um like i, I so the the, the the suing that's happened yeah still... the suing is again strength of weakness and most of the suing that hasn't had that has ensued I bet you is because of bruised egos because none of the challenges were physical enough. I was expecting to see more physical challenges because obviously the real television show squid game is, um, uh, very violent and a lot visceral. of and visceral, like, you know, a lot of crazy, crazy shit happens in it. But in this, it's mostly who do you like? Who do you dislike? Who what gets socially? Os- yeah. Made, what alliances what? are making? Who gets socially ostracized? Who gets like, I was really like, <laughs> it was really disturbing and like weird. It's like watching half of the Stanford prison experiment where the guards aren't doing like crazy whack shit and they're like super fucking controlled but then you're watching just the kind of the simulated faux prison-esque mm, kind of mm-hmm, environment mm-hmm. and then like what people will do for rewards, rewards and, and in a, in that kind yeah. of social setting with those specific people and yeah. how those dynamics rise and come up and mm-hmm. stuff and then also the catharsis of like winning the winner takes all sort of thing and like you know which to be fair for a reality show is actually kind of genius yeah of course ways, because but- <laughs> like you're naturally going to have like leaders and people that try to kind of take charge mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, that stuff. and mm-hmm. then that's like naturally storylines and characters that you then follow and become attached to through the channel yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's actually a fucking genius concept for a reality tv show yeah 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 
I think they put they've they yeah there was way too many moments where the, all the Americans made it about fucking identity and politics. and they were the most vicious out of everyone which is the fucking thing that was the thing that like really died. like it was just like wow like there was this one black girl who was always going on about oh representation blah 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 blah, blah. but then when it came to the fucking bridge and she was had had the opportunity to be self sacrificial for the group she was like nah nah nah. Because the prize money is what everyone's after at the end of yeah. the day. It's not about principles or morals or any but of that shit. But then what's terrible is that they didn't hold her to account. No, they didn't hold and her to account. Like, oh, she, they okay, rewarded I'll her. I'll just go ahead of you then. It's like, no, 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 no. You have to make her do it. <laughs> you have to make her do it until she falls and like, she's done. No, dude. Or finds the way for everybody to do it. Because like... Fuck that! Like, if no, I, dude. I, I, if I was in that group, dude, like, basically, this fucking bitch on the glass, fucking <laughs> on the glass bridge or whatever it's called, like, they all agreed, like, hey, we'll do it, like, to help the people with low numbers, because obviously, if you're number one, number two, or whatever, it's not just one fifty-fifty chance you have; you have twenty fifty-fifty chances ahead of you, and you're the you have to make each one of those. Of that's those you're, you're, that, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. So instead of that, they'll go, okay, you know what? To make it fair on everyone. Each person does one fifty-fifty choice, and then they'll stand on the next one and go across, and then we'll all help each other out. And this fucking bitch was just like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." Yeah. And then they let her continue. If that was me, I would have stormed. Even if I was number twenty, squid justice, you would have enforced squid justice all the way, baby. Justice. I would have fucking stormed, fucking bomb, bomb, jump, 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 massive kick, yeeted her off the fucking bridge. Absolutely not. Game over. Where was it in the rule book that I couldn't do that? Like fuck you. Like, like we're all trying to be here playing as a team, and you're gonna be, you're gonna be betraying everybody doing shit like that. Get the fuck out of town. Yeah, but even then, every single one of them signed up. And it's because every single one of them had a need. Some some needs were somewhat trivial. Some were grave. Like there wasn't a guy on it who has a disabled son. Mm-hmm. And that money would have obviously been life changing because he would have been able to Irish give Mickey. his his daughter or son like a better quality of life by getting the prize money. Um and so, you know, it's really like, <laughs> it's like how it's, and it, it just shows how, I feel like this sort of thing shows how primed for authoritarianism we currently are, because I remember the scene where they, they enter the dorms for the first time and everyone mm-hmm. gets their uniforms. Mm-hmm. They are kind of giddy about it. Like, oh, I have purpose mm-hmm. and a group and a thing to do and a place to go. And even though this is really dystopian and fucked up. This is actually great. And you know what? At the end of it, there's a chance for me to kind of have this sort of catharsis and this apotheosis, even if I like sort of um, am humiliated along but, the way. And there, I think that, there, that we are primed to accept just, terrible just, conditions if, if they even if they promise us some form of, of meaning in just, that sense. Just hear me out. OK, because like I think that you saw half of that. Because you saw some of it where like, oh yeah, this is this cool thing and it's, oh look at my jumpsuit and yeah, like, you might get a chance to win four million dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's because they know they're not going to die. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. I think that we need to ship or like, you know, we need to film season two Squid Games in Russia. 
okay. and increase the and stakes. And we need to kind of really increase up, the, up the ante a little bit, okay? And you're going to get much, much better In, like, social interactions and like much more authentic, fucking brutal fucking moments. In the Siberian wilderness, um, oh, which is sort be, of like unleashed. It would be amazing. It would be unhinged. Like if you did that, that'd shit be and, metal. Like, <laughs> a, if yeah. you managed to really pull like some Mr. B shit off and recreate it, and post it on the dark web, dude. <laughs> You would make some money. You would make some crypto bits. Oh my god! Hundred percent. You would make a lot of crypto bits. Enough to buy a house. Uh, yeah. Enough to be the kinds of enough millennials to your, that like enough to change your life, baby. <laughs> enough. The opportunity of a lifetime. Maybe that's it. We got to find some comrades in Russia, and we got to figure out like some a warehouse somewhere. We need to figure out our high risk, high reward venture. Basically, everyone else get, seems to maybe, have one. Hey, Mr. Beast has done it once before. Maybe we just try and approach him as a silent investor reship his set to fucking russia but we do it for real or maybe we should just sign up for squid game season two as a couple that would because be i think it'd be a great storyline um that would be jokes there's, there's the part where they they have a picnic we have to pretend that we don't know each other do we is that yeah. the plan is that the game Especially plan it's all fucking catty bullshit fucking like uh like games that they're fucking playing in there yeah, that's true. With all the like, it's like oh, you're like there's like a mother scheming. and son, and they're just like, oh, we might have to fucking eliminate you just by choice, not even in doing a challenge, just because you. We feel like that's an advantage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Hell? Like, what the shit? That's so dark. No, like, no, because they they had a, they had to select picnic partners, and then they were turned against their picnic partner because mm-hmm. obviously they knew they would choose someone close to them. So then they had to go against each other. And I was thinking. In that situation, Jake, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I think that I would I would compete to my full ability. Well, it would be a game of marbles. <laughs> so. You think I'm not coordinated enough to win? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> would, would hope you... I would hope that you wouldn't. But be then, like if that. if you're better than me, you'd effectively be killing me. And could you have that on your conscience? Well, could I be a man and let you like just beat me? Like <laughs> could you? Yeah. As a man. Yeah. It'd be really hard, you know, to just like, to lay it down and be like, I'm just gonna sacrifice myself. I hope you would be self-sacrificial, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon, he's just fronting for the viewers. This afternoon, he was like, "I would die for you." He was like being all romantic about it, but of he's course. he's fronting for you guys right now. <laughs> but yeah, like um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in terms of like turning people against each other we didn't see much of that happen which i was expecting to happen considering the sizable sum of the fucking mm-hmm. prize money there was a lot was, of teamwork going on but that's people were saying. still being cooperative because which i thought was a silver lining because a, a huge no, huge silver lining because the, like, cons- the consequences aren't really anything yeah, yeah, yeah the consequences are you go home back to your life and you deal with your fucking situation as you have been yeah and as you will do yeah yeah, yeah. but like there is no actual consequences. Mm-hmm. I feel like you. It, it it totally changes the way people would behave when there mm. is like there is a there's like it's your fucking like it's your life or something, dude. Mm-hmm. You're gonna behave differently. You're gonna behave very differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was like, oh, the squid because we're not gonna kill people because we're humane and we don't want to like we want to put this on Netflix. We don't want to put it on the dark web. Um, (laughs) dark web netflix we're just gonna make it so that everybody signs a thing where like we basically um revoke their mortgage or like fucking kick them (laughs) out of the house or fucking damn dude like you know revoke their fucking rental agreement or whatever the fuck and like give them a real consequence Mm. a meaningful consequence that would fuck up your life Mm -hmm. really cause disturbance to you if like you lost Mm mm-hmm 
I think that that's the bit that's missing for me. Mm-hmm. Because are the stakes, it, the actual consequences. Because that's why you get such a happy, happy go lucky. Oh yeah, we're all just gonna like hopefully be in this together. Well, no, because there the have odd, been like bitchy snake and people that are being a no, because there have twat, been. But mostly I people think... are good, and when there's no really bad consequences, they will behave genuinely nice. But even when there are really bad consequences, you still see altruism emerge, which is one element. Is despite the fact that we're deeply fucking competitive, monstrous species, we're also like we need cuddles and we need each other for warmth, <laughs> and we're also like super social. And like it was really sweet seeing everyone in the bunk bed thing at night like (laughs) huddling together for warmth or whatever i think that that's like a beautiful thing Mm. but the actual social dynamics themselves like once the masculine physical element was removed it sort of devolved into like catty yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but i think that says something about the wider culture too and how Mm. that's evolving into this sort of thing definitely in a way and like you know, I think a balance of masculine and feminine is important to, like for a functioning ultimate. society. But if it goes too far in any direction, it's a bad thing. I think we're going too far in the feminine direction in terms of like. I think what yeah. what was really telling about thing something like that actually was something like um, strength of weakness, all of that shit. Was something like there was a in the marbles one. Mm. There was like a, a couple that were paired off that didn't um, agree how to play the game. Because the woman inherently thought that she would be at a disadvantage playing any kind of physical game. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And the dude mm -hmm. was fairly rightly so. And in any context, four and a half million dollars, your life, like whatever would be on the line. Mm -hmm. To be like, I don't want to put that to chance. I want to play a game and fucking try my best. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you should do the same. Like Mm -hmm, I thought... mm -hmm. You were a competitor mm-hmm. and not just like, what What the fuck is this kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And she fucking ran the clock out. Yeah, I remember that one. She fucking ran the clock out. So they I both got that. eliminated. And yeah. it was just like, you're a fucking idiot. You ended up playing the game. <laughs> you wasted half yeah, an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. just being a fucking bitch, just yeah, sitting there yeah. fucking whining when you could have just played the game. Yeah. And been and done been, in five I minutes. I think that's a lot of people when it comes to... Without the yeah. extra pressure of like, oh, fuck, we've got to finish in the next two seconds. Like, you could have literally just been fucking done within yeah. the first five minutes if you were fucking grown up enough to go, oh, yeah, I'm just throwing a marble a meter. <laughs> like, anyone, any grown adult, like, can throw a marble a meter. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Mm-hmm. If you're the fairer gender... If you fucking couldn't feel like you could throw a marble, dude, like I, feel I think like, it's come on. I think it's a confidence the... thing with a lot of women as well. well it's lucky. like fuck you, but it's I, like I the think it's game, isn't it? But like... I think it's more so because a lot of women haven't been able to or encouraged to develop their quote unquote animus. They haven't been encouraged to develop that male side of their psyche that has to do with competition and competence. And performing and all of that stuff. There's a lot of ways as a woman where you can get away with not having to develop that if you don't want to. That's true. Especially if you're conventionally attractive, have a lot of different privileges. You don't have to develop that at all if you don't want to. Like you can just if you were like if you were like I don't know, if you were sporty, Mm -hmm. if you were even like uh, I guess like the academic kind of competitive shit doesn't really happen in the UK very much. Mm. That feels like more American. American like whole, like, spelling, spelling bee. bee like, <laughs> oh no, we have university challenge and all that Yeah, kind yeah, of stuff, we have that sort of thing. I just yeah. was never smart enough to even really be considered for. So <laughs> I would never know what the culture about that is really like. 
But that is definitely still a thing. Or you got the debate clubs and things yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there are, like, things for different avenues of stuff, but it really depends on, like, if you would get stuck in in that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like more more, more than uh, just your privilege and things like that. Well, no, I mean, a... it depends on your temperament and exactly, also whether or not you're temper- forced to develop those things. And also, I think the roles that we play in society as men and women as well. Like, there are certain things, like, I don't have to play golf. Like, when am I going to encounter golf if I don't, like, well, actively like seek it out? Golf and you just but I would have to actively golf. seek playing yeah. out. I'd have to seek playing out golf in order to have that experience. In all likelihood, I'm not going to do that. So, I like, in like terms golf. of developing coordination in terms of that stuff, you're probably, as a man, more likely to have coordination than I am. So, if we did get put in the squid game thing and... I would we were roast to, you. You'd fucking destroy me. game. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is why I'm saying, if, if, if we did get put in that position, you'd be effectively murdering me by yeah, not we letting went, me if win. We went in there, you so, I hope you'd fucking more, let me fucking you win. Lot, you have a lot more, like, social fucking, like, skills and charisma and stuff. My, my goal... So, you would, you would fucking wreck me in like all of the other ways but then when we came to marbles just like well gg you might as well like fucking roll over like i've already got this well when it comes to high risk high reward with so with men it's all this crypto blah 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 shit with women it's like being a hua basically isn't that how well, it's said in the reward, right? yeah it's high risk high reward is like being some form of uh, sex adjacent to worker whether it be only fans or actual prostitution or being an e-girl or whatever it is it's part of that same sort of high risk high reward um to escape again to escape you know economic current situation you're in as quickly as possible with as little little effort as possible people want fast change yeah like i think that's kind of the thing as well right like that's the energy of it is that people don't people see the massive gulf in like the requirement for housing for like all, all sorts mm-hmm. of fucking issues you mm-hmm. can make a, a list that could go on for half an hour you look yeah. at the world there's all these fucking problems yeah, yeah yeah and there's no like there's not even like a big plan for like many years mm-hmm. and so it's just like well fuck we got we got technology we got all this shit why can't we just figure this shit out and fucking do it and like mm-hmm. fix stuff mm-hmm. there's definitely like that kind of energy but all those people are young and they don't have any fucking power and they mm-hmm. don't have any fucking money mm-hmm. so like there's nothing that there's that they're going to be able to do so, which is why they advertise <laughs> things like cryptocurrency because that's a way of you being able to like have some amount of power mm-hmm. or like leverage in some uh, mm-hmm. imaginary fashion right and it's also why the idea that one should leverage their sexuality as well as always being marketed towards women I mm-hmm. think as well because mm-hmm. it's part of the same high risk high reward I think it's telling because in the actual squid game um show one of the women in it her strategy for getting ahead was to seduce the biggest mm-hmm. heftiest male and they made it far. in the group and she made it pretty fucking far she just fucked the right guy literally yeah. she found the alpha male and she fucked him mm-hmm. and that was her fucking survival strategy and it's an ancient one and it fucking you know has had a lot of results for a lot of women and like i feel like we're going to enter heian japan Hey, on period Japan levels of of, of prostitution in the near future. Um, (laughs) I really do. Because I think the worse the economy gets, the more this high risk, high reward shit goes through. And also the attitudes of young women now towards men and sex. Like last week you were talking about how the game has been made naked. 
and yeah. how people are sort of nakedly transactional about relationships. Yeah. In Heian, Japan, people were fucking nakedly transactional about relationships in this very sort of visceral way. Or even like the whole thing that we're talking about, like why that like energy of high risk, high reward and escapism mm. of mm-hmm. mundanity or current situations mm-hmm. and is so fervent it's like on uh, i got i got a birthday card that showed me all of the prices of things uh, you know, when <laughs> in 1993 and just for like some quick maths and some like easy comparisons and stuff right um a pint of beer an average pint of beer apparently costs like one pound fifty or something like that right mm-hmm. and the average wage was Thirteen and a half thousand pounds. Back in my day, it was like fuck all. <laughs> it was, it was like absolutely a, a fuck all, right? Yeah. But at the same time, an, a, an average pint was was one and a half pounds, and an average house was like seventy grand yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, and so now you skip forward thirty years, and the average wage is n- about double that mm-hmm. in the UK, like around twenty five k. Beer, just beer, is four times what it was in 1993. Six pounds a pint. Houses, 210 minimally, fucking beyond mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're fucking, like, so the, is, is, uh, the, 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 the fucking, the way you're cheated as, as the public is, is naked. Everybody can see it. It's not, uh, hidden. Well, I think it's that it, it creates clear. a sort of cynicism that, makes people want to demystify everything, including the sacred. And like you were talking about, when it comes to things like love and connection, even people are disillusioned about like even that. And that's the thing I was, I brought up like sort of hey on period, like pleasure district stuff. Like, you know, there was like a, a very strict separation between like the women who were meant for pleasure and like the women who were wives and you know there was a huge industry created around you know the idea of creating like these sort of illusory pleasurable experiences and women who came from very impoverished backgrounds were often sold into this world um in the hopes that they could rise as stars and many of them did you know there if you read about like famous like courtesans and stuff from that period some of them did rise to like stardom and they did get the bag quote unquote they did score a rich benefactor who bought out their contract and you know became their permanent benefactor but it was like rare that that would happen um for the most part they would just be sort of in a cycle of prostitution and Mm -hmm. until they died um and it kind of reminds me of only fans in a way where it's like Mm -hmm you know, and, and all these other sorts of different forms of sex work that are pre- presented to young women in this very high risk, high reward way. They're sort of being brought into this digital pleasure district mm-hmm. where these like digital Kia's pleasure houses are profiting off of them um, and promising them this like bigger dream, this bigger reward at like the end of the tunnel in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's going to get way more common uh, for women in that sense as like, you know, the economy gets worse and things become more precarious. And then with men, a lot, you're going to see a lot more of this like coin based mentality. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should coin that. The coin based mentality. mentality. You're going to see a lot more coin based mentality shit and projecting their anxiety onto these sort of new digital fads and mm-hmm. 
attempts to find like high risk, high reward ventures to get involved in or whatever. And even seeing the people who signed up to do Squid Game, the, a lot of them were like respectable people. One of them was the, the mom. Wasn't she like the ex-editor of the New York Times? Mm-hmm. That's what I think she said. I mean, that says a lot about who's in charge in the world and the types of people that, like, have positions of power or whatever. But it's, like, respectable fucking people. Well, I think it was, like, so her whole backstory was um, basically that she obviously was in a very competitive environment for a really long time. And now she's retired Mm. and has been for a while and wanted to prove to herself that she could still compete and do something. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's fucking that she respect, still had dude. the bloodlust in her basically. Yeah, fucking respect, dude. That's sick. I think it's hilarious that she was a journalist. Double check, I'm still a human. God damn, <laughs> through my veins. I, I, I think it's hilarious that she was a journalist and then like, you know, wanted to check if her shark instincts were still fucking working. Yeah, <laughs> definitely showed I was attempting to get into the wrong line, the wrong line of fucking things. Definitely. Well, speaking of sharks and kind of uh, people that are do it, doing stuff to to rustle mm. some jimmies. Mm. There's a there's a fella that I think I even shares my name um, called uh, Jake Ward. Mm. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Who has found the new grift? The new grift. Uh, wannabe supervillain pulls AI heist to steal competitor traffic, but really just shows how unchecked AI is going to ruin the internet. So tell um, us a little bit about... Yeah, the... it is. Jake Ward is the fella. <laughs> Are you so sure this isn't just your alter ego? This is my alter ego, Jake Ward. He's been fucking Behind busted. closed doors. He's been busted <laughs> for, for revolutionizing a new grift on the internet. Wow. Which is kind of a grift, but also kind of not. And I kind of definitely want to discuss this because I think it's quite interesting. Well, then go on. it. Give us the background. Essentially, this fella, Jake Ward, found a way to use some AIs to essentially take headlines mm. from various... Oh, oh dear. Camera. Sorry, uh, guys. On a second. Two seconds. <clears throat> so I'm just going to recap that. So he, t- he found a way of making AIs take headlines take headlines and then auto generate new articles based off of those headlines mm-hmm. um and then republish those and he managed to do i think it says in the article here a thousand eight hundred articles in 18 months so mm-hmm. that is a thousand articles a month mm-hmm. um as a writer yourself mm-hmm. a thousand articles a month <laughs> That is um, Angie GPT. <laughs> 250 articles a week, mm. five days a week. That is 50 articles a day. <laughs> you need a what, lot of coffee. What, what would you do to, to, to produce 50 articles a day? I would probably make a Faustian bargain. <laughs> right, okay. But that's impossible, right? No, I, well, for impossible. me, I'm not that prolific at all. I, no, I, don't I think, wish I, don't, I was no, prolific, I don't think, but I don't, I'm definitely I don't think anybody could write 50 articles a day. There are people who are, like, super fucking... No, no not 50 articles a day. That's crazy. That's silly. You'd have to, have, like, have 50 ideas of things to write well, about Well, no, I don't think it would be, like, and, like they're self-generated ideas, but there are some people who are just, like, wizards at writing anyway, fast. Anyway, anyway this guy managed to fucking... And, and and because these were popular headlines, he managed to just kind of like essentially have another headline that was the same and that would also show up in search results and mm. stuff. So he would get traffic. And so he managed to farm 3.5 million total traffic and got, um, you know, nearly half a million traffic alone in the kind of six months or whatever that he had the site up. Mm-hmm. 
So um, this obviously was making him a decent little check of money, um, mm-hmm. whatever, with ad revenue and everything else. Um, but it was sort of like, I don't know, when you read a lot of journalism, and I would even argue game journalism, any specific journalism really does actually kind of get included within this. There are some outliers, and there are articles within publications that are good, and certain writers that are good and contribute Mm -hmm. to certain publications. But for the most part, the the format is complete dog trash. And I can say that as somebody who's like worked in it, it's AI could do a lot of the, and especially a lot of the processes that occur behind the scenes. The mere fact that he's doing this just shows how much of it is like possible. And I'm not being funny, but if you had an AI that like checked the, like Apple news, like checked a phone that was rigged up and it went through Apple News mm. and it looked at the first three pages of headlines, even if they were the plus news headlines mm-hmm. that you couldn't access without paid subscription, all it needs is the fucking headline. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's going to reference it on the internet yeah, yeah, yeah. and it will fucking yeah. whatever the fuck. That was one of the most disappointing <clears throat> things for me about working at a magazine was mm-hmm. seeing behind the scenes and seeing how little actual journalism and journalism and reporting is going on um and how much of it is like collecting tweets yes and then yes maybe sometimes adding some commentary to those tweets but then mostly stringing other tweets together within context for a broader thing yeah yeah and then also the strictness in terms of like what does end up making publication and all of these different things like a lot of it isn't is strips your voice away Mm -hmm. as a writer anyway like Mm -hmm. completely and so for me honestly if like a lot of the schlocky bullshit gets amplified to the point where you would recognize a type of headline about a type of topic or whatever you'd instantly like oh no i don't know if that's a human or not probably it wouldn't be a human because you've realized how much fucking quicker ai can do all of this Mm -hmm, shit mm mm-hmm and how little genuine value a lot of the kind of, like, reporting and journalism really has. Mm-hmm. And so you then have kind of standout people that are, like, principled journalists and mm-hmm. people that have, like, had skin in the game or, like, whatever and have been whatever on side of issues historically, hopefully correct sides. You would see that they've, uh, you know, they're still saying their thing mm-hmm. even if it's fucking alex jones dude he still has his own platform <laughs> yeah. and he's doing his own yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking thing mm-hmm. there's no ai that's gonna replace alex jones like, that's <laughs> it fucking can try impossible. but it'll never win <laughs> that's fucking impo- no not even just like it's impossible because of the format of him yeah yeah, yeah. he's not he's even, so chaotic not even just because he's a he's not a writer either like he's a he does a live show yeah. like you know what i mean like his format is dude like, he's been up to the third heaven yeah. he's, he's seen the big plan there's no way that an <clears throat> ai can replace him but in that sense yeah i I mean i get what you mean it's going to create like a two-tier thing yeah where all this trash content that we all hate and despise um becomes more yeah becomes far more obvious and easy to ignore and people are able to find what they actually really want i hope i hope that that sort of optimistic thing plays out um I don't know. I just, I think it's a, I think it's a genius grift. Number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say that like hats, hats off to hats, hats off to the grifter for sure. Um, don't, but the way that this guy's doing it is essentially like, Oh, I'll, I'll sell you the fucking package for you to do this too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've missed a trick here, buddy. You could just be making the new Buzzfeed 
Yeah. An AI generated BuzzFeed with probably <laughs> you and one other buddy. Yeah, yeah. And you could be making so much yeah, money. Yeah, it would yeah. be stupid. stupid yeah. It would be stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then you could probably even like build your own streaming service or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like it, you would be making so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. So like I think it would uh I think that they're missing a fucking trick on this one and that um that there's definitely something to this. And hey, I've got I might have a lot of like time off and uh nothing to do and, and time to experiment. So I, I might try I might try some stuff out and see, <laughs> see how it goes. Maybe I'll try and build the new fucking AI generator speed. <laughs> Who cares Who if it's shit, shit content? Dude? I don't care because it will get clicks and that means it will get money. And then like I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that same fucking, it's the same inherent idea. The idea of I don't want to participate in bullshit that isn't going to, uh, what's it? incentivize me and reward me in the way that I can see is fair in comparison to the cost of everything today. Mm. And so I'll find my own opportunity. Mm. And that's what people are really going to start to do mm-hmm. with AI mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. way that they're, uh, you know, h- humans gaming systems is essentially just like, you know, that's the fucking way civilization and we work is just in our nature. And in a way, I don't want to be too overly pessimistic because I can understand how it kind of, represents hope for people in the millennial gen z gen alpha kind of spectrum because we are facing a lot of really difficult problems Mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that were accessible to older generations seem insurmountable to to us seem like fantasy yeah but then at the same time we have these things at our that are almost at our fingertips or are already at our fingertips that promise us expansion and the ability to have agency that we otherwise feel we're bereft of. And I understand the excitement. I All I'm saying is be cautious. That's like my whole thing is, is be cautious. Because I feel like your our excitement, our fervor, and also our, our resentment about our relative, like, you know, lack compared to those that came before us could lead us to some dark places. And also it's being taken advantage of by the Coinbase fucking f- freaks and all of these other people who are like very skilled in articulating our grievances in a way that kind of hits on our pain points <laughs> um but yeah yeah so let me let me just uh check the old check the old chat real quick and then we'll shoot on to something else real quick uh Mr. Robot Ass Great Cinematography. Yeah, we thought it looked like an A24 kind of film or something. Ari Aster like or like a... Apple TV energy. <laughs> I'm never watching Squid Game. To be honest, bro, like the the actual original show is it's a banger. Fun. Like I know it got super popular and it and you can buy plushies and fucking Funko Pops <laughs> of it now, but it was actually genuinely was yeah, a fucking a banger. Show. And it's it's actually it's like Train uh, to Busan fun kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Train to Busan is trashy, Busan but it's fun too. Or trashy. It's know. a trashy zombie, a zombie movie. Film, yeah, with like trashy. fucking very tropey characters and stuff. Okay. But it's very, it's still fun. I love that movie. It's fun. Um. Me neither, pal. Sid, don't be so cynical, bro. You should watch Sid get Squid Game. It's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, Squid Game is fun. Have fun. <laughs> uh, this is the perfect representation of the DEI era. 
neoliberalism yes barbarism is allowed if the blood is on if the blood is on underrepresented hands yes it's literally (laughs) dei squid game what's dei sorry diversity and inclusion or whatever the fuck it's dei squid game i'm not i shit you not it's actually disturbing like watch it it's like a little microcosm of like american culture it's fucking disturbing did the reality show end with the netflix executives having orgies I'm not I sure. wish I haven't got to the last we couple, of the last couple of yet, episodes so, yet. So like, I will let you know when we've because it is quite it. brain rotting. So it's something you have to. I take was hooked. I was watching it until like four a.m. last night. I, I fell asleep. I was like, "Fuck this shit." Nine um, eleven, Iraq War, Afghanistan, COVID, Squid Game, no accountability, low American standards. <laughs> <laughs> Squid Game was an inside job. It was an inside job. I agree. <laughs> Squid Games of mass destruction. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hiding Squid Games of mass destruction? <laughs> Winner gets all contestants' property. I think that would be that would sick. be a really good. That would be so fucking stakes. jokes. That would, would, those would be good stakes. And it should be. And there would be like. And then all the millennials would fucking gang up against all the boomers, dude. And oh my fucking, god! They'd take it all, and this would be the true exchange of fucking wealth that needs to happen between the generations. Fuck communism. You just need to play like Squid Game is like, the answer, guys. Every like, nation needs to hold a fucking property squid games. Just do it. And all the youngsters, we need to gang up against all We the should old go people. up against your parents because their house is great. And I like, <laughs> <laughs> I want Fields Manor so badly. Oh I want it. I want it. <laughs> um, to be honest, if you edited for the NYT, you deserve to suffer. Wow. I think she mostly did sports and stuff. So I feel like that's a, <laughs> a little bit cruel. But, she was just um, a sports, ed- a sports uh, person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the SEO hijack, Lamel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, I think it's funny. And it's fucking cyberpunk as fuck. It's like hacking the internet to make fucking free money for you. Passive income on some bullshit that you don't give a fuck about, you're not invested in, you don't even need to be because, like, none of the... It doesn't take you any labor. Hire is Kyra Ward. a couple of parameters with some stuff. You could do that. It generates you stuff endlessly for days to just steal fucking SEO and clicks. Or you get into feet pics <laughs> if you're a woman with yeah. lovely feet. Well, it doesn't stop at the fucking... It doesn't, it doesn't stop, it doesn't stop get at all. Get into feet like, pics. It, it, it totally could be in fucking porn. Yeah, you could do porn. Like Any any website with a trending fucking um, tab I'm not actually encouraging that stuff. With a trending tab on it yeah. you, is, prior, is prone to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... You know, they're gonna. I think they're gonna probably crack video generation in the next, probably conveniently just before the next uh, time. The writers need to negotiate their contracts, and all the people need to negotiate their shit. Oh Hollywood yeah, again. oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I think they've done a five-year deal or three-year deal. It was well, the fucking Coinbase ad that we just watched looked fucking AI generated. It did a little with bit, the fucking it? talking baby fucking shit. It looked. I thought it was AI generated entirely, but it's not gotten that good yet. I don't. But my point is like YouTube. Trending. Yeah. Yeah. Be, oh, great, cool. Then you just make a fucking good dude. Fucking prompt, yeah. look, prompt, at, prompt. look at the look at the top fucking twenty trending YouTube videos every fucking you know five hours and make new twenty new videos based on those fucking trending ones. Or every day, it doesn't fucking matter what the time scale is, and you just fucking steal but views, and that'll be enough just to make ad revenue. You're not you're like it's not about making content. It's about just filling more empty gap in the internet with more bullshit to try and trick people 
so that you can passively make money. It's so horrible. You know? That everything is sort of devolved into that. Because you want to quit your fucking... <laughs> because you want to quit your nine to five. having to fucking pay rent and worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. So you'd rather just be Hire able to have some award. fucking gypsy fucking website that can fucking fill your bank account. And yeah, it doesn't pretty much. matter pretty how much. trash it is yeah. or how stupid and low tier it is yeah, and yeah. low fucking yeah, brain yeah, cell yeah. it is because it's serving your base fucking need of survival. Yeah, pretty so much. Like, and a lot of people sort of just like give a fuck at this point and yeah. we're happy to do stuff like yeah, that yeah, and yeah. kind of grift the system and, and put effort into that way. Yeah. Like uh, for me, I think it's always kind of weighed up as like the I amount see, of I effort I need to grift the system. I would probably also need to spend to be good at the system. But I also and so see I'd bet I would ra- I like skills. And so I would rather just have the skill to be able to be competent in, within the system yeah 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 and to try and spend all of that time to try and find the loophole to get out <laughs> yeah 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 very yeah. much depends on your temperament i think yeah i think it depends on your temperament but even then the on the female side of the equation like that the spring i have a lot of f- female friends who have been sort of spouting sprinkle sprinkle rhetoric <laughs> um and sprinkle for those of you i think we've talked about her on the show before yeah we have and she's this sort of woman who teaches women how to be opportunistic and hypergamous and how to date up and blah, 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 blah. And I'm hearing a lot more of this like brazen rhetoric among female mm-hmm. friends lately of like what men should and shouldn't pay for, the type of man that they want, how much he should be making, all of this sort of thing. And on, that's what I'm saying is like being a, a hua is like the female side of like the high risk, high reward mm-hmm. thing of like, how can I mm-hmm. use my feminine wiles and charms to get me access to like material resources and like protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's why I said it was pretty interesting in squid games that one of the ladies strategies was like shacking up with the biggest, like mm-hmm. strongest male mm-hmm. <laughs> and it got her pretty far. Um, it did. Yeah. It did. But, uh, <laughs> All right. We've got uh, one more, little one bit more story, for, one more story uh, for the evening. And that is um, Elon Musk's little, little meltdown on, um, this yeah. little, oh god what was it deal book summit uh with the new york times <laughs> uh and we'll just we'll just play the clip yeah so go on just, then uh, let me just play the clip go on you hope uh, don't advertise you don't want them to advertise no what do you mean if, if somebody's gonna try to blackmail me with advertising blackmail me with money go f- yourself Go f- yourself. <laughs> uh, I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about- advertise. Oh goodness! That was like his little big, big <laughs> fucking his big rebellion moment. Oh look! I'm such a I'm a revolutionary billionaire. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm the fucking I'm the big guy. Go fucking... fuck yourself. Yeah. He was like trying to do ma- mafia boss stuff. Like you try to bribe me with money. You try to bribe me. Like it's so silly. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of all bullshit, isn't it? Really, at the end yeah, of the day, I think I saw time. like a Jimmy Dore clip or something where he was sort of like, "There's an ad, literally blatantly showing disinformation about like having." weapons bases in mri rooms at hospitals in gaza or something Mm. uh, about hamas doing that or Mm -hmm. something and that was a paid for ad Mm. on twitter Mm -hmm. so like fuck you bob Iger. i'm not gonna take your disney money but i'll still take 
Benny's fucking yeah, money. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep- but that's why he's mad. Why it's like that's why this is so pathetic and impotent because he just had come back from Israel after having been reprimanded and uh, smacked on the bum. And the he's like, yeah, to the sea. Yeah. Right. And like now he's like, um, fuck you. I, I did the apology tour thing already. And now you want more from me. Blah, 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 blah. It's just, well, it's, it's like really impotent and like he, the, pathetic. The, and I think the silly. whole, the whole, I think it's the wrong approach to take as well. If like, if you're the owner of what you have called and what many people seem to perceive as the public square, the inherent value in that's like saying like, uh, we're not going to advertise in Times Square. You're like, okay, okay, fuck you. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Like, there are so many. It's such a valuable place to to need to advertise mm. to people mm-hmm. that that shit will not last. Exactly. It will be like Kanye and Adidas. Yeah. It's like it will be over in a month. In a month. Yeah. It'll be like, oh well, no, yeah. it's okay. Actually, we've reconsidered and we're we're, we're gonna we're actually okay. With okay. Some ads on there because we need to fucking. <laughs> get bums in seats at the shitty movies and yeah. we need to fucking you know what I, yeah it's uh so I, I don't know i i respect him for kind of like doing that but i think it's also like um i think he specifically said about disney because that's kind of associated with a lot of like culture war you know well yeah woke stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else and as because well. bob is currently sh- kind of under fire because disney's movies have been a colossal failure because of their tendency to put the message over actual entertainment and stuff Um, yeah but like i'm sure that he's doing that too there's like a lot of companies that have probably said oh we're not advertising yeah he specifically said disney and bob Iger because of this sort of like culture war stake that they are currently within Mm. even like beyond them like before that like there was the whole south park thing with Mm. uh that woman that was making all those terrible fucking decisions with Mm. all those movie franchises everybody loves yeah um but i think with the whole thing i think the whole thing with elon is that he tries to sort of pose as this like principled moral you know leader but at the same time like he he'll he always shows that he'll side with business over principle whenever push comes to shove and that's where his loyalties lie which is why i don't take him seriously isn't he like a massive uh, weapons like manufacturer as well or dealer or whatever the fuck he works in a lot of technologies and propulsion and stuff which probably is very Mm -hmm. useful to well maybe it's useful like you do know what i mean you don't really like i'm sure there's some amount that it's kind of like he makes some money from them Mm. but like again like i'm i'm a i'm I'm on the ufo train baby i think that a lot of those fucking companies have got whack shit that they like do not let most of even their stuff (laughs) the secret life extension technology technology that will fucking make you uh, like what what, what was uh, stephen greer has the best phrase for it pfm (laughs) <laughs> pure fucking magic <laughs> is the only way you can fucking describe it Mm-mm. and like that, that that you know so i i don't i don't i don't necessarily believe they need to go to someone like elon because he's seen as an innovator for technology but that's the thing is if you watch the rest of this clip he then goes on to brag about his how oh, he's such a boy genius but he's so depressed and he has all these ideas in his head for all these like special things or whatever. He's executing these ideas is the problem. Yeah. There's all these fucking people and regulations and uh, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he just in the way. seems like an imploded ego. And it does seem as if his like companies and stuff are in trouble. And like, I had this idea for a rocket. Like, motherfucker, like, you're not a rocket engineer. 
Like, I love how he keeps trying to, like, put this perception out there that, like, he's this fucking super smart guy that that knows about rocket engineering. Mm. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm going to put a real solid bet that, like, he doesn't know very... He probably most certainly knows more than me about rocket engineering, but you know what? He's not a fucking rocket engineer. He He does not know enough to fucking... Of thought of some fucking rocket and been like, I, I developed this rocket that can do this very special <laughs> thing. That's even like, I did that 10 years ago. It's like, no, you didn't. Someone pitched you that idea. Yeah, and now and you're you were like, that's a great idea. I'm keeping that one in the fucking bank for a, 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 t- a point when I can make it happen. Well, yeah, I mean, um, part of why he, part of like, you know, what's being said about his like trip to Israel is obviously he had proposed to use. Starlink to help Palestinians because they obviously their internet connection had been cut. But now after coming back from Israel, he's not he's no longer interested in doing that at all. And yeah, this just seemed like a real big impotent tantrum because he uh you know, got reprimanded and got his butt smacked and you know, like you said like didn't you said the ads like the Israel ads appeared on Twitter? Despite the fact that he's like yeah, really, you still take fucking yeah. ads that will pe- that people will pay for. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, exactly. It doesn't fucking matter. Like it, it I, I think, and it not even like it, I think that's a, probably worse than Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like I don't think that you. I, I've never seen an ad like that on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. True, 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 true. Especially since all the Cambridge Analytica and all the crazy shit with Brexit and all of that true, stuff. True. Maybe specifically in the UK, it's a little bit different. In America, maybe American Facebook's a little bit different. <laughs> but like here, I don't see any kind of shit where shit it'd like be blatantly yeah. fucking showing uh, Israeli propaganda that's proven factually incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd get all the context bubbles, bubbles and all of the shit. All of that if it was stuff, a paid yeah. for ad, they would just straight up take it off. It wouldn't yeah. be allowed to be going anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um so it's not about that he he's like super principled in any way. And I think even the whole like him owning Twitter and it being a fucking whatever company. It's a dumpster fire. And it's like one of and okay, I understand like the principle and blah 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 blah. Like we get it. We get the whole dissident argument. But because his aims are purely profit-focused, whatever principle he's trying to manifest is distorted. And also, it's like one of the most disgusting, toxic, horrible places in the world. And you can only get somewhat of a manageable experience if you're paying Mm -hmm. for it. Um, Just just fucking run it like a charity. If you you believe in in free speech and whatever the fuck, if it's leaking fucking whatever a few million dollars a year... Then fuck it, dude. Like you're exactly. a fucking billionaire. You're what a billionaire. The fuck does it matter? Shit. <laughs> like, just fuck it. If you believe in that shit, like, wouldn't isn't that the sort of thing you do? Exactly. Like, if I was a billionaire, I'd be spending my money on all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> all the fucking crazy beliefs I have. I'd be like Robert Bigelow. I'd be trying to get government contracts to fucking like house UFOs and shit. <laughs> you know, if Jake was a billionaire, like, that's what he would be up to. One hundred percent. I'd be trying to do some fucking crazy shit like that. I'd be opening up my research center for Jungian technologies. <laughs> um, I'd be doing some Bene Gesserit Yeah, business. I'd be doing some crazy Bene Gesserit shit with my money. <laughs> I, my outfits. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's let's have a look at the chat and see what's going on in, in the chat. 
There's a way we can actually pull the chat up up on the screen. I've here. never figured it out. I've never figured it out on OBS. Because I feel like the first time I ever launched it, it had the YouTube chat open. And then I closed it once and it never appeared again. And I never figured out how to make it reappear. Uh, here we go. That inversion of tech is the essence of cyberpunk. I think he's talking about the hijacking SEO guy. Yeah, it definitely Yeah, it is. definitely is. Which is why Jake wanted to get a Nokia and an Apple Watch Someone <laughs> instead said of a new phone. Elon looks like, yeah, but that was fucking scuppered because you have to look, basically all the smartwatches, apart from one of them, which was also like, I wasn't sure about, you have to connect it to a fucking smartphone to fucking launch it and to control all the apps on it and to do all this other shit. So it's just like, doesn't do what I wanted it to do. You're locked into the system. Of I'm the locked beast. into the system. And like, you know, so fuck it. I'm just in it. I'm in it. And we're just it's hard to reverse it. engineer all tech. Unfortunately, we're not in the cyberpunk utopia yet. Well, I'm not that kind of engineer. I'm like a fucking Teletubby handed fucking audio engineer. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not like a fucking proper electrician. <laughs> Uh, someone said Elon looks like the most divorced a man has ever looked. <laughs> divorce so core maxing. He is giving. He is giving divorce core. Like, let's look at him. The, the I thought his belly was his belly looking is looking very chunky. prominent. But then, um, dude, if I was a billionaire, dude, I'd be <laughs> Orson Wellsing that shit all <laughs> Just day. Just sitting in the gastro, the gastro cafes, eating and drinking wine, Wait, and like getting a, a pot belly. I feel like it was a different angle. His like belly was looking. Pretty. He does. He is Look giving divorced dad energy. Like that's the, the leather jacket. That's, a, that's definitely a divorced belly. The leather boots. <laughs> the dog tags. <laughs> no, that was given to him in Israel. They asked him to wear it, um, and he's still wearing it there. So and he's then like all angry and like resentful. What? I think that that's what it's about. I think that that's really, really what it's what about. What the dog tags about? They have the, like Star of David on it or something. I'm not sure what it's about. Um, but yeah. Um, the high bob and little wave was pretty beta. Well, yeah. I mean, he everything he the, the way he presents is just incredibly beta. He's tried with the like the hair plugs and all this stuff to kind of. <laughs> beefcake up a bit but the hgh but you know the belly's coming back he just looks no. he looks pathetic bro it's real sad and he's like kind of red faced and no bless him oh my god elon literally posted himself as the depressed robot from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy <laughs> was it delulu motherfucker <laughs> i'd open a mckenna research facility yeah there you go exactly maybe coinbase will make a phone thanks bro Thank you. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't think my dumb phone idea is bad or stupid. So, like, I will defend it forever. But, like, the, the fuck it is hard to do. It's hard to do properly. I could maybe buy, like, a light phone and do that. But then I figured, actually, like, if I, if I can just completely have an unlocked fucking iPhone, I can just engineer it to do that. And it also be a lot more functional and, and good and better anyway. So I'll just do that. It's, basically, it's all the stuff that I've been talking about with fucking Waldenism, dude. Just to fucking get out of the Omni device and to live more deliberately and have more deliberate connections with all the things that you would do on the Omni device. Like taking pictures, fucking, you know, being in contact with people even. Like everything. Then if, if it's out of the one thing, you have a deeper connection with it. Like I do genuinely believe that. Following so, a map is also kind of a fun experience as well. Mm, what, a fucking oh, a paper map? Yeah. 
Have you? When was the last time you followed a fucking map? It's not fun, dude. <laughs> I it's... actually kind of enjoy it. It makes me feel more spatially aware of my environment no. and, like, you know. Fucking God bless GPS. That's, like, that's, like... <laughs> that's why you wanted to get the Apple yeah, Watch. Yeah, that's why I, I wanted like... to get the watch because I was like, fuck it. I can just, like, have a dumb phone. I have a Matrix phone that will look fucking badass. And then I could just have a fucking watch that I could still do my maps on. But because you have to have the phone connected to a smartphone, it just. You're locked into the system. And then if the I beast. connected it to Angie's smartphone, then it would ring every time like she would get calls and stuff and it was, it was just like no i just i don't want that that's not what i, that's not what I want so you're stuck getting another iphone it's it's inevitable yeah, it's yeah. fate <laughs> it was written in the stars it's just how it is it's just just how how it is. Is. but this has been fun thank you everybody and don't forget book club is starting up and if you want to join us you can do so on patreon we will be taking a journey into the depths with the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which I'm really excited to dive into next week, Sunday. Um, And we will catch you guys next week, Monday.